Hello and welcome to another episode of Octal FM Soundbite. I'm Seferin and today it is another Anybyte episode, a second one where it's just me this time, no Gelada, uh, and I'll be discussing another anime I've been watching recently as it is another series I've watched in regards to my my year-long resolution to try and watch an episode of anime every single day uh, and try and catch up on some series that I missed. Uh, and the series I'm going to discuss today is Full Metal Panic, Invisible Victory. Uh, now, this is the fourth series within the Full Metal Panic anime lineup. Uh, the The series has been going for quite a long time as a whole. Uh, it originally started out as a light novel, and it's had quite a lot of anime and manga adaptations over the years. And Invisible Victory is the, like I say, it's the fourth installment within the anime franchise. It originally aired in April 2018, so only a couple of years ago, and there was a pretty huge gap between this and the previous anime that was released for it, uh, which was Full Metal Panic! The Second Raid, which was released in 2005. So there's about a 13-year gap between the two, uh, which is quite significant considering the other series only had a few years between them uh, overall. It's 12 episodes long. Um, with about 25 minute runtime each so it's a, a fairly short single season show although weirdly enough it contains two recap episodes even though the series is only 12 episodes long which is kind of weird uh, the original author for the whole series is called Shoji Gato and this particular series of the show was directed by Kasuchi Nakayama who has done lots of key animator roles and he's done some episode directorial roles for lots of different series and anime um, in fact he's even worked on Gunbuster the, the previous show I talked about on uh, the last Anibite actually weirdly enough um, and it's available to watch in both English and Japanese uh, so if you want to watch it in English you can head over to Funimation and if you want to listen to it in Japanese you can head over to Crunchyroll uh, they both have it there but yeah, this is a really important show for me because I absolutely fell in love with the Full Metal Panic series uh, back in the day uh, when I watched the original one, when I was sort of still getting into anime when I was quite young. Uh, and it really appealed to me because the, the core premise of the show is there is a secretive extra-governmental uh, military group called Mithril who kind of work behind the scenes to protect and kind of counter terrorism uh, and one of the things they're trying to do is protect this particular girl called Kaname and she's special in the sense that she's what's called a whispered uh, she has like the ability to know technology and science beyond that of anyone else's understanding and there's a few other whispered in the show and they dispatch a, a lone soldier called Sosuke to kind of look after her to be a bodyguard without her realizing that's what he's doing and originally the series' is kind of main concept was that he's like a, a soldier, like a professional soldier, 16-year-old, who gets placed into like a school day environment and hilarity ensues, as you can imagine, with him taking everything very literally, when really she's in no danger at all. But then the series does diverge in places as well. So sometimes it'll be kind of like your typical kind of like high school rom-com action going on. But then it also goes into sort of a more serious military action series as well. And then between the different series that they've released with the original Full Metal Panic, um, then they also released Fumofu, which was done by Kyoto Animation, uh, which was a lot more comedic, a lot more kind of silly. And they did the second raid as well, which was a kind of a follow-up of the, the main plot of the show, as it were, which is a lot more heavily focused on the action and sort of more serious sci-fi elements of the show. Uh, and then Invisible Victory is sort of the most recent iteration of that as well. It's like the sequel to the second raid. The 
The other kind of core concept within the show as well is that there are there is technology because of these whispered, which shouldn't really exist outside of the realms of sci-fi, but it does. Uh, most notably is the mechs. Um, there are sort of like Gundam-style mechs. They're a little bit more grounded in reality, but they're still, you know, still sci-fi, obviously. And there is some other sort of like cool technology, like the helicopters can turn invisible, for example, and stuff like that. In Invisible Victory is a lot more similar to the second raid which most people consider to be sort of the best overall series within the franchise as a whole in that it tries to take it a little bit more seriously it's a little bit darker it follows some of the more military aspects of things as opposed to sort of like the the rom-com stuff but i feel personally that invisible victory kind of loses sight a little bit of what made the series interesting as it becomes a little bit more generic because one of the kind of the key hooks originally was having Sorsuke, the main character, be sort of like out of his depth in the fact that he's this really adept soldier, but he's having to deal with like a high school life. And Second Raid does this really well in that it plays on both. So it uses his sort of uncomfortableness within that situation as he grows kind of friendly and fond of Kaname, the person he's trying to protect, but also also having sort of some cool political and military action going on in the background as well. Whereas Invisible Victory focuses very heavily just on the military side of things and it, it sort of loses some of its original charm and its original personality, unfortunately. And it doesn't help that the series doesn't look great either. Like, even though there is... 13 years between the two of them the second raid from 2005 in my opinion looks a lot better than this series does it's not that it looks bad and much of the more static scenes with just the humans are fine but anything with quite a lot of cgi in it looks pretty bland especially by comparison to other series that are available now things like beast stars comes to mind uh which is an absolutely phenomenal show that i recommend on netflix uh, that's full CG and it looks incredible. But the, the CG action scenes in uh, Invisible Victory just, they really don't hit very well. Like even the, the more action orientated scenes with the mech still look a little bit bland. Like, I don't know. It just doesn't come off perfectly, in my opinion. Uh, and some of the just normal animation as well with the, and the choreography just, it feels very off, very unrealistic. The way in which some of the characters move and kind of jump through the air, it just doesn't feel quite right, unfortunately. I don't know. As well, it also can't decide whether it wants to be like that serious military drama, like I said, or if it wants to be sort of a bit of a power fantasy, because it jumps between Sorsuke sort of being this one-man army badass that can kind of do everything on his own, to then going and finding him being just like shot once and then incapacitated for like six months or whatever. It's like, it's neither. It, it kind of jumps between one or the other whenever it suits itself. I don't know. It just does, it doesn't seem to feel like it knows what it wants to do with the story. Like, it feels like it's had far too much content to try and cover in a short 12-episode run and it's just trying to shove it all in one go. It feels like they definitely could have either made this a 24-episode a long uh, double season or maybe even split it up into multiple different series. I don't know. But it doesn't quite it work. It's very disjointed in place as well, the way it jumps between the different character arcs and the, the even just the actions that the characters take on their own. This doesn't feel quite right. Like There's a particular scene early on where the main bulk of the military force of Mithril, the, the organisation that Sosuke belongs to, fights off against like an enemy organisation. And that's really cool because it's very serious. They're talking about how like they're going to lose anyway, but they have to try and mitigate the losses and buy time for people to escape. And you, know, you, can, you can see the tactics that they're trying to use and to try and you know, outwit their opponents. It's really good. But then there's another fight later on in the show where it just kind of throws all that out the window and they just sort of start fighting like 
Dragon Ball Z characters, like just kind of like throwing things at each other and jumping around. And there doesn't seem to be any of that tactics anymore. And it's a shame because that's when the series really shines otherwise. Another aspect of the show that just falls a bit flat as well is any new characters that were introduced. There are lots of returning characters, which are great. They're the same characters that we know and love from the previous entries in the show. But the new ones are just very shallow. They don't they don't add anything to them other than their sort of like their basic drive. So there's a new sort of main bad guy who doesn't really seem to have any drive to want to do what he's achieving other than just him saying he does. Uh, and there's a couple of new quote unquote good guys who, again, don't really get fleshed out either. I don't know. Everything just feels a very bit, bit, bit rushed, unfortunately, which is a real shame. Uh, one really positive thing, however, about it that I will uh, I do want to touch on is that all the original voice actors from both the English and the Japanese versions of the show returned, even after such a long period of time, which is great because hearing different voices come out of your character's mouths is pretty disjointed if you kind of you you know you associate the voice with the character and everything. So it's really good that they managed to get all the different voice actors back to reprise their roles. And it- <laughs> It's hard to recommend the show, unfortunately, because I did enjoy it. Like, it was nice to watch and it was great to see more of a series that I really liked and is something that I kind of grew up with watching. But unless you have watched the original shows, especially if you watch the second raid, or if you enjoy the pseudo military combat and the grounded mech combat, if you don't, if neither of those two things are particularly true, I can't really recommend the show. And I specifically can't recommend it if you watch the original, but preferred the rom-com style of the the, sh- the series from, say, the original series and Fumofu, because there isn't really any of that here at all. And if kind of bad and lackluster CG and animation put you off a bit, then I'd also try to steer clear as well, because it, it gets kind of annoying at times how bland it looks when it could be so good. You can see... There is elements of it where, you can, yeah, it's going to be quite good. You can see that there is definitely potential for it to be a really good-looking show, but then all too often it just it becomes very stale, very static, or the CG is just very bland. Yeah, it's it's a real shame that I can't recommend it more, unfortunately. But if you do like the Full Metal Panic series as a whole, then I do recommend watching it as to continue the story and to find out more about the characters and what happens to them. Um, but one thing that I certainly would recommend over that is just simply going and reading the original light novels. I think most of them are translated now, thankfully. It's been it's one of those where it was kind of hard to get hold of back in the day because light novels weren't translated as readily as manga and anime were. Um, but it's certainly worth picking up. That's the best way of picking it up, I would say now. But yeah, that's another Annie Bite episode for Octal FM. But as I watch more and more different series, there will be more and more different mini reviews. Uh, if there's anything particularly you think I should check out, um, do let me know. Uh, some of the series I'm, think- I'm thinking about talking about that I've already watched is uh, Die Buster, which was the sequel to Gunbuster that I talked about in the previous episode. Uh, I've also finished watching recently Be the Beginning, which was the Netflix exclusive sort of mystery drama show, which was quite quite good. I enjoyed that. Uh, and I'm currently re-watching through Dorada because that was one of the shows that I remember watching very patchily and didn't remember watching all in one go. So look out for some of those in the future. Uh, but until then, I've been Sefran, and thank you again for listening to another episode of Oxlifem Soundbite.